This is Ham College, episode 23 for November 30th, 2016. Ham College is brought to you by ICOM. ICOM has an array of radios to fill your stockings or place under the tree. And by hamstudy.org, a great way to study for your next exam. Finally. Yeah, welcome to another episode of Ham College. I'm Professor Thomas. And I'm Dean Martin. And we've got some more questions from the technician pool for you tonight. All right. And a little history lesson. Tommy's going to yeah. school you on a thing. Yeah, we're going to take you to school. So, we, uh, we ought to be getting down pretty low in the question pool. We're getting pool. down pretty low in the question pool. Um, I didn't count. I wanted to, but didn't have enough fingers. So we got at least enough for another show then. We got we had a, oh, more yeah. than you'd, Yeah, it's a little more than fingers. another show, but it's it's whittling on down toward the end. And um, based on tonight's questions, I'm I'm just going to fess up here. They're not going to be the most exciting questions that we've had. But they are the they are the questions, so we don't yeah. make them up. We don't make this stuff up. No, yeah, most of the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, we don't make all of it up. Yeah. Well, Tommy, what did we talk about last month? Uh, I think we had another round of uh, just basically electronic questions for the most part. I think so. And being as I didn't go back and look to be sure, I'm going to say, yeah. Well, that's what yeah, we had. That's what we had. Yeah. And so, it was. And we're going to kind of have some tonight, but these are going to be um, yeah, a little different. Yeah, they're a little different. They're but, uh, they're pretty pretty easy for the most part i think if you get some basics down yeah and there weren't a lot of questions like this on the exam so it'll be good to get them all out get mm -hmm. them out of the way if you learn these few here then that's you know really all you're going to need to pass your technician exam yeah so we're getting near the end those of you who are on the fence haven't gone to take your your uh technician exam yet it's getting about time it is getting about time yep and those of you who have, we know there's a lot of you out there that have taken the exam, didn't wait till we got through all the questions, mm -hmm. and uh, congrats. Yeah, congrats. Welcome to the hobby. And we've got a few new ones here in the chat room, too, I think, uh, have not taken the exam yet. We want to encourage you, you know, to do your studying. Check out hamstudy.org as well. Uh, bone up on it before you go take your exam there. And find a session in your area. Yeah, where they'll be given the exams. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned something that's uh, interesting that we haven't touched base on yet, the chat room. So yes. we disabled the YouTube chat because there were some hijinks going on in there. And well, I wouldn't even call it hijinks. Yeah, well, that was, I was trying to be nice about it. Yeah. But if you want to join us on the chat room, the URL is on the screen right now. So come join us, and we've got a nice little crowd over there. And uh, it's a lot of fun. We check in on that throughout the show. Yeah. Amateurlogic.tv slash chat. Uh, there's a bunch of folks in there, and they're having way too much fun. They are. But, um, you know, we just kind of let them go at it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's good. That's good, clean fun in there. And uh, anyway, come join them over there. If you... Yeah. And, uh, yeah, good, clean fun, unlike what was happening. Yeah, unlike, the unlike the YouTube chat. YouTube chat yeah. yeah, I know. I think most people that use YouTube as a live streaming platform have turned off that chat because mm -hmm. there's, you know, just uh, can't really control it. So, uh, first question tonight: What component is commonly used to change a 120 volt AC house current to a lower AC voltage for other uses? A. A variable capacitor. B. A transformer. C. A transistor. Or D. A diode. Well, Tommy, what do you think? Well, it's not going to be D. A diode. I'm sure of that. And it's not going to be a transistor either. 
I don't think you run 120 AC volts into a transistor. No, some you might could, but really? I don't know of any runoff. No. Okay. Uh, variable capacitor seems seems plausible, but I know the answer is a transformer yep. um, from previous experience. So you transformer will take the voltage and step it down or up. Or up, depending on which uh -oh. way you put it. Mm -hmm. We've talked about them before, so let's see. Yep, transformer. transformer. Yep. All right, I, I wish I had one sitting right here we could look at, but I think probably most of you, you know what it looks like. Take one out of something real quick. Yeah, I've got a whole drawer full of them <laughs> over there, but uh, we, we won't get that out now. Basically, it's a bunch of turns of wire on one side and a bunch of turns of wire on the other side. And you have more turns on one side than the other side. If you're putting voltage in on the side with the most turns, the other side has a lower voltage. Okay. If you flip it around, put a, put a voltage in on the side without many turns, the side with a lot of turns is going to step the voltage up. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting little device. Yep. If it's the same on both sides, it's a one-to-one -one or an isolation mm -hmm. transformer. Well, you got a question for me? I sure do. Somewhere up there. What is the name of a device that combines several semiconductors and other components into one package? A, a transducer. B, a multipole relay. C, Integrated circuit or D transformer. Well, I already helped you out on one of those. I think, yeah, maybe you did a little bit. What is the name of a device that combines several semiconductors and other components into one package? All right, semiconductors, that's like transistors. So uh, it's not a, a transducer is like a microphone or a speaker or a piezo buzzer or something. It's not that. It's not a multipole relay. You know, a relay, we've talked about those before. We talked about those last month. That's just a mechanical switch controlled by an electromagnet. So, mm -hmm. no, that's not semiconductors. Uh, it's not D, a transformer, because we just talked about we that just, being cold. We just ruled that out. So, all we got left is an integrated circuit, and I think uh, most people here would guess that. Integrated circuit is a lot of different transistor and semiconductor circuits all in one little package. There we go. You nailed it. Integrated circuit. Okay, we've got another one here. I believe this is a semiconductor too, Tommy. Oh, but, yeah? Uh, yeah. What does the abbreviation LED stand for? A, low emission diode. B, light emitting diode. C, liquid emission detector or d long echo delay i don't know what a long echo delay is so i'm scratching d off that list and the low emission diode i don't even know what that is either liquid emission detector that's let's go ahead and make that three things that i don't know what it is so i'm down to b being the answer light emitting diode yeah well that's what everybody's saying over in the chat and room. i was actually shopping for some of those on the internet last night you were we talked about that mm -hmm. didn't we yeah well let's see if you're right led stands for light emitting diode that's correct and i don't think we need to show what an led is i, th I think most people are most people know those little but but if you're not look at the front things. of your computer and the light bulb that's on good chance that's an led Yep. Oh, wow, this is kind of cheating. Which of the following is commonly used as a visual indicator? A, LED. B, an FET. C, a Zener diode. Or D, a bipolar transistor. What's commonly used as a visual indicator? <clears throat> uh, bipolar transistor. No, that's, um, that's a semiconductor, but doesn't put out any light. A Zener diode, that is a type of diode, but it doesn't put out any light. An FET is a field effect transistor. It doesn't put no out light any light. Either. But an LED, that's a light emitting diode. We pretty it much just, uh, kind of rings a bell. Two in a row that I've given you. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I'll take it. Well, let's get set up here for a little history lesson. Okay. Let's take a break real quick. Get a message 
from our friends at ICOM while you and I scurry about and shuffle things together. Sounds to good. For this. Holiday season is here. Looking for the ideal gift for your favorite contester? The holidays are just around the corner, and ICOM has an array of radios to fill your stockings or place under the tree. Perfect for the contester on the go, try the IC7300. It's a high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with compact design. The real fun starts here. RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and SD memory card slot. Push performance to the pinnacle with the IC7600. Following in the footsteps of ICOM's flagship radio, the IC7600 offers intuitive operation and the latest DSP technologies. Digital IF filter, dual DSP, 5.8-inch ultra-wide TFT display, and high-resolution real-time spectrum scope. Raise the bar with the IC7851. Hear what others cannot with this HF 50 MHz transceiver. Reciprocal mixing dynamic range, crystal clear local oscillator design, spectrum scope, dual receivers, digital voice recorder, and more. To learn more about these and all of ICOM's great radios, visit icomamerica.com amateur today. And we want to thank ICOM for sponsoring Ham College, making it possible. Absolutely. Tommy, when we do that ICOM commercial, there's usually something we do right after it. It sure is. And there it is. Just so happened to have it right here. It's time for a giveaway. Okay. Let's give away an ICOM ball cap and a nice ICOM ham crew t-shirt. So I hope you guys sent your name in for the drawing. And where would they send it to? You would send it to Ham College at AmateurLogic.tv. Hopefully yeah. we'll draw your name. Don't have to have a call sign. Don't have to be an amateur. Oh, no. no, you don't have to have a license to wear one no. of these. Just drop us an email and say, hey, I'd like to win. And uh, your odds are good, you know. Uh, so do that. As a matter of fact, I say your odds are good. The reason I say that is because last month's winner... We just uh, happened to have proof right here. There, there he is. is. Yeah, look how sharp you'd be looking if you win one, too. Yep. That came from uh, Milan into NYU. And he says, as promised live in the chat room, because he was watching in the chat room yep. when, when yep. he won this. He says, I've attached photo with the ICOM shirt and hat. Awesome. Uh, congratulations, Mylon. It looks nice. I notice he's got a, a oscilloscope in there. I saw that. Hmm. So he's not just a casual observer then. No. He's, uh, he's probably yeah. opened up some of that gear a time or two. It's a good chance, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, tell me, who do you think we should give this to tonight? Because uh, as true to form, I have not drawn a winner yet. All right. You we going to do the rock, paper, scissors thing, or are you going to do um, a random number? I'm going to do a random number. We've had a few more entries in here. Showing these pictures, I think, are uh, increasing oh, yeah. the uh, number of contestants we have here. So let's just see. Tonight's lucky winner, it's uh, Don Rhodes, KB2YSI. Don, congratulations. He said, please throw my name in the hat for the shirt. And a hat drawing. Well, congrats, Don. Don, we threw uh, it in there and it stuck. Yeah, if you feel so inclined, send a picture with your uh, swag on and we'll show you on the show. Yeah. Yeah, so it's always cool to see those. All right, well, without further ado, I guess we ought to get on into <coughs> the lesson for uh, tonight. Are we about ready to go to class? I think we are. All right. <coughs> so, Tommy, what are we going to talk well, about tonight, tonight? Tonight, we just so happen to have a plethora of questions on on uh, decibels so <laughs> i'm glad the way you were so familiar with the topic we were going to talk yeah. about so yeah, yeah. so yeah. so let's just get on with it then okay who is decibel <laughs> decibel <clears throat> uh, first of all what is a decibel decibel measures the ratio of power or intensity it expresses them as an exponential function one bell is a power ratio of 10 to 1 is divided into 10 decibels. 
an increase of three decibels is approximately a doubling of power. That's a, that's an important point too, because uh, oh, yeah. in a lot of things we do, that's mm -hmm. very important. I'll say that again. An increase of three decibels is approximately a doubling of power. Decibels are often used in measuring telecommunication signals. With electric audio signals, there are several decibel units rel relative to several bases. For example, dBm is relative to one milliwatt. I think dBm stands for decibels to milliwatts, if I'm not mistaken. It's, it's been said that the smallest difference humans can hear is one dB or one decibel, and it's related to the absolute threshold of hearing, although that's very subjective at best. And, and the absolute threshold of hearing is the lowest amount of audio that, that your ear can detect, a, a person with good hearing. Yeah, um, unlike us. Unlike, well, my hearing's actually pretty good. I okay. just can't remember what I've heard. So the memory mm -hmm. that's... That's, they say the memory is the second thing to go, but I can't really remember what the first is. So, <laughs> I don't think we want to talk about it. So a, a bell, <laughs> the bell unit was named after Alexander Graham Bell. This unit was so rough that it's more typical to use the decibel, which is one bell divided by ten. Before bells, there was the transmission unit, or TU. The decibel, or dB, is used with electronics and associated industries to provide a method of indicating the ratio of physical quantity, often electrical power, intensity, current, or voltage. Decibel uses base 10 logarithms, those are commonly used within mathematics. As it can be seen from the name, decibel is actually a tenth of a bell, a unit that's seldom used. So they rarely use the bell unit, it's almost always decibels. Abbreviation for decibel is dB. The capital B is used to denote the bell as the fundamental unit. The decibel is widely used in many applications. It's used with a wide variety of measurements in the engineering and scientific areas, particularly within electronics, acoustics, and also within, within control theory. Typically, the decibel is used for defining amplifier gains, component losses, um, attenuators, feeders, mixers, etc., as well as a host of other measurements, such as noise, signal-to-noise ratio, and many others. You see decibels referenced a lot in antennas, you know, the gain mm -hmm. on your antennas and uh, your amplifiers yeah. and so forth, a lot in the ham radio mm -hmm. stuff. On, uh, well, I was going to say on VU meters, but no, that's actually a dB meter or a decibel a meter. DB, uh -huh. There's a difference between VU and, uh, and dB on those meters. Yeah. Although... You will see a lot of uh, meters that, that actually measure dB called VU meters, and they're not. They're decibel meters. But uh -huh. what, So what does VU stand for? Volume unit, Volume unit. which is very similar. It's just a slightly uh, cool. different scale, and we won't get into that. Too, so uh, I haven't seen a meter it. actually in decibels in, in a long time. Do you, you have mm -hmm. any? Uh, here's one right here. Well, I know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I think that that little mixer up there in that rack says dB on the scale there, but it's actually a VU meter. Oh, yeah. Cool. I don't think I've got anything with it. Yeah. Well, I've got a little chart here, and we're going to do a little explaining. And this, this could come in handy. So let's look at it here. There's a difference between uh, decibels when you're talking about a power ratio and a voltage ratio. They're not the same. Here, we're going to be talking about power ratios. That's what we're interested in mm -hmm. for our exams. That's what the questions are going to be about. So if you had a signal that was 0 dB, then you would multiply whatever that was by 1, yeah, which means it's the same thing. There's no change. However, if you're looking at 3 dB of loss, in other words, minus 3 dB, you'd multiply that number by 0.05. So that means if you cut a signal by 3 dB, you've cut it in half, mm -hmm. basically, or if, you, if we're talking about power now. Uh, if, if you increase the signal by 3 dB, you're going to multiply it by 1.995, which is approximately so, 2, mm -hmm. which is what you said a moment ago. Mm -hmm. All right, so basically, 
3 dB means that uh, we double the power. Mm -hmm. All right. Look here at 10 dB. If we do it 10 dB, well, that just happens to be, that'd be 10 times the power. Yeah. All right. Well, and the reason I point that out is when we're talking about amplifiers, uh, particularly audio amplifiers here, say if you've got a 10-watt amplifier, what if we increase that to 20 watts? Oh. Well, how much would we, how many dB would we have increased it by? That would be 3. 3 dB. But that would be just barely enough that you could notice a difference mm -hmm. on stereo. If you want it to be twice as loud as that 10 watts, you're going to need 100 watts. You're going to need to yeah. go uh, 10 dB. Interesting. So, uh, just a little something to keep in mind there when you're thinking about decibels. So let's get on into a few okay. questions here on them. It's an interesting topic. It is. And our first question on decibels tonight. Tommy, I don't know who read the last one. I think it was you. Okay. So I'll ask you this. What is the approximate amount of change measured in decibels of a power increase from 5 watts to 10 watts. A, 2 dB. B, 3 dB. C, 5 dB. Or D, 10 dB. Well, we just kind of reviewed that, so we're going to go from 5 to 10 watts. That's a double. So mm -hmm. we just we just said that's three three decibels. Three is decibels a double. is doubling the power. We're talking about watts here, so that is that's power, mm -hmm. which that's, is. That's, uh, you know, yeah, that's a measurement of power. At. So I'm going to say yeah. it's it's B, bravo, three decibels. Well, let's see if you're right. And you are, and so is everyone else in the chat room. Uh, except the cheap old man, and he said it's D and B for DB. <laughs> but he's got a lowercase yeah. D and a capital B. Yep, and that is the way that you normally yeah, that's see it. it. Yep. Well, cool. Okay. That one was easy enough, Tommy. It was. Now you got one for me. Yeah, I'm going to throw you a curve here. What is the approximate amount of change measured in decibels or dB of a power decrease from 12 watts to 3 watts? Hmm. A, minus 1 dB. B, minus 3 dB. C, minus 6 dB. Or D, minus 9 dB. All right, I got to think about this one a little bit here. Let's see. What is the approximate amount of change measured in decibels of a power decrease from 12 watts down to 3 watts? So that means I'm cutting it in half once. That would make it 6 watts. Mm -hmm. All right. But I'm cutting it in half again to get 3 watts. I'm going to say minus 6 dB, Tommy. Yep, I think you're right. So uh, you you see how I did that there? Yeah, pretty yeah, easy. So that yeah, for each th for each three dB, we can have cutting it. it in half. All right. Well, let's see. And that's correct. It's C. Yeah. You know, these, at least there's some there's some reasoning to some of these. Uh, you know, some of the ones that we've had over the last, I think, two months or so. They, they, you just have to memorize a lot yeah. of those. But there's some reasoning, some math behind yeah. these, which makes it a lot easier. If you just get the basic theory mm -hmm. down, uh, you know, you pretty much got it. But but the way I worked that in, out in my head without using a, a decibel chart was just, you can't take the 12 and divide it by 3 and say, well, that's 4. That's not the way it works. Mm -hmm. Take the 12, divide it in half once, and you know you've cut it by 3 dB. But that only got us down down to six watts. Mm -hmm. So divide that in half, yeah. get down so to three. You just have to know so that's half. another three dB. So that's your reference. Half, half uh, to reduce it, half is three dB. Mm -hmm. Or if you if you're increasing it, doubling it is three dB. Yeah. But so you got to do it in of, stages. Yeah, that's your point yep. of reference. So mm -hmm. it's log logarithmic. So it's this much, then it's this much, then it's that yeah. much. Just you know, just like that. Yeah. What is the approximate amount of change measured in decibels of a power increase from 20 watts to 200 watts? It's A, 10 dB. 
B, 12 dB. C, 18 dB. Or D, 28 dB. Well, we just, we just reviewed this also. So it's, uh, we basically already went over the answer. So I'm going to say that it's going to be A, 10 dB. Because that's 10, 10 times. So you're saying it's A. So I'm saying it's A. Yeah, that's what everybody else in the chat room is is saying too. I, I think and this is almost right. the example you just gave earlier. It is it's almost. Very, it's very close. very close to it. Yeah. So I had there a little bit of cheating on that one. 10 dB. 10 dB. And you know, that's all the questions you got about decibels. No way. That's I it. I was just getting warmed up too. I know, but but that's it. So if you can remember 3 dB and 10 dB, you just got to know which question they go with. Yeah. Well, you got to remember 6 dB too now. You just need to know the little basic math. Yeah. It's super simple. Yeah. So. And the, the odds that you're going to get all three of those questions is uh, pretty high. You, um, you, you'd, um, you might pull one decibel question or you might not have any on your mm -hmm. test. You know, just depending on how the exam falls for you. So let's go on to. Um, but it's still it's still good stuff to know in in practical application also when you're looking at antennas and, and oh yeah different yeah. things. So it's great stuff to know. Yeah. So somebody says that I'm going to increase my power three dB. They're going to double it. Mm-hmm. They so say uh, antenna. My antenna's got seven dB of gain. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be effectively four mm -hmm. times. Yep. If somebody says uh, they're looking at the S meter on their radio, and they say you're um, you're 20 dB over zero, you in other words you're on that plus 20. That doesn't mean that you're 20 dB over. That's S units. Mm -hmm. You're you're 20 S units over. That's not the same exactly as yeah. But they'll DB. say they'll say dB every yeah. day. Yeah. Pretty much. So, uh, just a little something to be aware of on that. So now we're going to talk about some metric stuff, and we need another chart to do that with. We're going to talk about uh, tera, giga, mega, kilo. We're going to skip hecto and deca because we don't use them really. Uh, you could, but we don't in electronics. Uh, deca. We just talked about deca. Decibel. But we're not going to use that. And we're not going to use Senna, but we're going to use milli, micro, nano, pica. So these I've got highlighted here are the units that we use for capacitors, resistors, frequency. Whenever we're talking about electronics measurements, yeah. watts. these are them. Like 1.21 gigawatts? Yep. Let's say uh, farad is a unit of capacitance. Mm -hmm. So if I have a one farad capacitor... That that falls right here. It's um, it's it's just the basic unit. But let's say I have a hundred microfarad capacitor. Mm -hmm. That's going to be down one, two, three, four levels here. Yep. That's going to mean that is. One microfarad is going to be one millionth of a farad, which means you would take whatever that number is and multiply it by 0. 0.000001. Wow. So basically what I'm trying to say is one microfarad would be 0. 0.000001 farads. Uh, capacitors, you, you'll also see them occasionally referred to as picofarads. Well, that's to the negative 12. So, 1, 2, is 3, that 4, common? 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. That is common. Wow, yep. that's, yeah. Yep. Uh, that seems seems awful small. But it, that's <clears throat> the truth. You know, used to, when um, well, when I went to college, the instructor told us a 1 farad capacitor would be the size of this room here. Well, technology has improved, and no, that, that it wouldn't be that big anymore. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
Still, one farad is a tremendous amount of capacity. So we're, we're normally, when we're talking about capacitors, we're talking about microfarads and picofarads. Um, you know, values like well, that. Well, that's true. You say that back in the old air conditioned days, I remember getting like uh, 400, 440 microfarad capacitors for a compressor. Which would be a pretty good size. Yeah, it was like a yeah. beer can, size of a beer can. Yeah. Back to the chart here. Let's talk about resistors. So if you had a one ohm resistor, that's just a one ohm resistor. Mm -hmm. What if you had a one K ohm resistor or a one kilo ohm resistor? That would be 1,000 ohms. Mm -hmm. So you would take one times a thousand. Thousand ohms would be the same as one kilo ohm. Yeah. All right. What if it's a one mega ohm resistor? Well, that would be one million times. That's a lot of resistance. That's a lot of resistance. You could even have a <clears throat> giga ohm. That that I don't know that I've seen giga ohm resistors, but there is such a measurement. And uh, you could even have tera ohms or terahertz <laughs> or or tera anything really, but terabytes. Yep. So. Metric conversions there is something you're going to need to know about. We'll come back and look at this chart, though, as we get to the questions that, that they relate to. You know, all this metric stuff is uh, it's actually pretty easy once you get the basics down. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, basically the scaling of it. You're, do you remember back when the country was going to go metric and, like, everybody had a fit? Yep. Didn't really happen, did it? Al Alabama actually went and changed all the road signs out, and then they had to take them back down and put the other ones back mm -hmm. up. But uh, they were ready to jump on, you know, both feet. But uh, pretty much most of the country like had a fit and didn't. Yeah, you know, Alabama was just always ahead of everybody yeah. else. Bleeding so. edge. We were on the bleeding edge, man. Yeah. I do. Well, I don't. I don't have one here, but you know, a lot of things here will have both uh, U.S. and metric. Mm -hmm. um, designations on them now, like yeah. Coke. Or, you know, when I mm -hmm. did uh, the first uh, 3D printer thing, I had some comments, some emails, people talking about how I used uh, metric measurements in millimeters mm -hmm. when I was drawing it out instead of using the standard. It's really easier if, it, it if is. you're measuring stuff. It is. Yeah. But if you're thinking about uh, how long's a foot, I can tell you how long that is. If somebody said... How long is uh, 25 meters? I'd have to think about that yeah. for a minute. You know. That's okay. You just think about it a couple times, then you'd have it. Yeah. Which of the following frequencies is equal to 28,400 kilohertz? A, 28.4 megahertz. Yeah, B, uh, 2.800 megahertz. C, 284.00 megahertz. RD, 28.400 kilohertz. Well, let's go over these here. We'll start at the bottom. 28.400 kilohertz. No. Too um, bad that's not a comma. That's not it. Uh, C, 28, <laughs> or 284.00 megahertz. Now that's 284 megahertz. That's way more than what we're talking about. Uh, 2.8 megahertz. That's not it. I'm going to say, Tommy, let's, uh, let's look at our chart here and let's figure it out with that. All right. Right here, if we look at the line for kilohertz, that is 10 to the third. If we look at megahertz, that is 10 to the sixth. What that means we need to do is move the decimal place over by three. So let's go back to our question there. 28,400 hertz. We need to move the decimal point, which is right now at the end of that, right after uh, 28400 decimal point. That's how many kilohertz we're looking at. If we move it three places to the left, that's 28.4 megahertz. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's going to be answer A there. Yep. 
You think we got them thoroughly confused now? Probably so. So there you go. 28.4 megahertz. Emil's still rooting for the buzzer. Yeah. It, I don't know. You'd think by that last one it could happen. Yeah, yeah it could. Well, let's go on to another one of these kind of questions. I'm going to have to bring some binoculars next month. Yep. How many volts are equal to one kilovolt? A, one one thousandth of a volt. I just got what you said. <laughs> uh, B, one hundred volts. C, one thousand volts. Or D, one million volts. How many volts are equal to one kilovolt? You want to look at this chart here? Well, let's see what we can do with that. One kilo, kilo is 1,000. Mm -hmm. So third power. So let's go back to the question. 1,000 volts, C. Okay. And that's what everyone over in the chat room is saying. And we know how smart they are. It's a darn are. good thing you brought this chart. <laughs> you don't think you would have gotten <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know you would have, but uh, yeah. Kilo is 1,000. Mega is a million. Giga is a billion, and what's a trillion? Yeah, I see you looking at the chart. Terra? Terra. I, should, I know that. I should but, know that. But that's not going to come up on your exam here, so you don't have to worry about that. Still good to know. There, yep. But everybody that's got a terabyte hard drive in their computer probably knows that. Except we won't get into that that they're not base 10, but yeah. Uh, we'll we'll just skip that. It's close whole, enough. Yeah. They usually just round it anyway. Yeah. Get ripped. All off. right, you got one for me. Sure do. If an ammeter calibrated in amperes is used to measure a three thousand milliampere current, what reading would it show? A zero point zero zero three amperes. B zero point three amperes. Or C three C, amperes. Or D three million amperes well i hate to even think about that what three million amperes would look like okay an ammeter calibrated in amperes used to measure a three thousand milliampere current what would the reading be okay let's go back to our chart there we're talking about milli so that is a thousandth which is a negative three that means we've got to move our decimal place to the left. Three positions there to turn milliamps into, into amps. Because mm -hmm. the meter's calibrated in amps. So that would be 3.000 or 3 amperes. It would be C. Do you agree? Yes, I do. Okay. And that's what they're saying over there in the chat room. So, yep. 3 amperes. And I've got one for you now. All right. How many milliampers is 1.5 amperes? A, 15 milliampers. B, 150 milliampers. C, 1500 milliampers. Or D, 15,000 milliampers. 1.5 amperes. How many milliampers? That's going to be uh 1000 i think it's going to be 1500 milliamperes well that's what the guys in the chat room are saying and i'm kind of inclined to think that maybe on something that more than one of them said it yeah it's a good chance so yeah i think it's going to be c 1500 milliamperes there you go you're just moving that decimal place to the right there three positions how many microfarads are in 1 million picofarads? A, 0 0.001 microfarads. B, 1 microfarad. C, 1,000 microfarads. Or D, oh, what is that? That's 1 trillion microfarads. 1 trillion microfarads. Okay, well, yeah, I'm going to pull out the chart here. Microfarads we were talking about, that is uh, to the millionth. And picofarads, that's down here. That's a trillionth. So that's to the negative 12. So that means right now, microfarads, we're sitting at minus 6. We need to go to minus 12. 
we've got to move that decimal place over six points. We're going to move that decimal place to the left. So six points. I'm Is going that to say right? that's one microfarad. Wow. Doesn't seem like many, does it? Nope. Let's see if we're going to use the buzzer. That's going to be answer B, one microfarad. One microfarad. There yeah. it is, black and white. Yep. That's what everybody said in the chat room there. So one million picofarads, same as one microfarad. Let's have a brief intermission here. We've got okay. something fun to look at. Are you new to the ham world or an existing amateur operator who wants to take your license to the next level? Study for your radio license exam at hamstudy.org. Hamstudy.org is a free online learning tool powered by ICOM. It was created by Richard Bateman, KD7BBC, Michael Stuffelbeam, KV9G, and Rich Porter, KK6GKE, and it uses a modern web design to enhance the experience of studying for your technician, general, and amateur extra exams. Since 2013, hamstudy.org has helped new and existing hams to familiarize themselves with the question pools, use stats-based flashcards to focus on material they need to learn, and take practice exams to gauge progress. Visit hamstudy.org on your desktop computer or mobile device. Register for a free account at hamstudy.org to access personalized study history and other site features. Prepare for an exam in an intuitive and comprehensive manner. Check out hamstudy.org, powered by ICOM, for free learning tools. Good luck on your next exam. Hey, let's take a minute and meet Clark Kent, star of Superman. Chief, believe me, you're in for a treat just as soon as Jimmy gets back here. Great Caesar's ghost, what's holding him up? You know I can't work without a good breakfast. Chief. Jimmy's bringing a box of Kellogg's Sugar Smacks. All the more reason for hurrying. Confound it, that boy knows I like those new Sugar Smacks. And he knows I do, too. And that's a cinch. Well, here I am. Young man, if you spill those new Sugar Smacks, you're fired. Golly, Chief, I hadn't opened up the box yet. But I'm going to now. Well, I guess we all agree on Sugar Smacks. Right. Folks. Don't wait. Get Kellogg's new sugar smacks. They're better than ever. Puffs of wheat, sugar toasted, and candy sweet. You bet. Just get Kellogg's sugar smacks, brand new. A Northwest Mountie, and he's been trailing this desperate character for three years. And I'm tired. Well, it's him or me. <laughs> He's got an aching head, an upset stomach, and an empty gun. What you need is some Alka-Seltzer. You know what they always say. Yeah, a Mountie always gets his man. Oh, no. I mean about Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Well. Down, 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 the stomach through. Round, 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 the system too. With Alka-Seltzer, they always say relief is Bless that relief-giving Alka-Seltzer. For that headachy, upset feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Relief is just a swallow away. Hi, kids. Look at some delicious magic with the extra-good chocolate-flavored syrup, Bosco. Now watch. Take ice cream, spoon on extra-rich, extra-thick, extra-chocolatey, Bosco syrup. There's the best chocolate flavor you ever tasted. More Bosco magic. Cake, ice cream, topped with extra thick, extra chocolatey Bosco syrup. Try it. Bosco also makes milk chocolatey delicious. Tell mom to get Bosco chocolate flavored syrup for you. Sing out. I love Bosco. It's rich in chocolate tea. Chocolate flavored Bosco is mighty good for me. Mama puts it in my milk for extra energy. Bosco gives me iron and sunshine vitamin D. Oh, I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. That Alka-Seltzer guy was kind of dangerous waving that gun around, man. He was, and that clown was kind of creepy. Yeah, that's too. creepy. 
Yeah. But the, and that can, candy sweet cereal. Yeah. You know the kids are going to love that. Yep. Well, you know, you, I was. that's not the original ones that I was going to edit and put in there this time. I got to look at it. I had edited in some other ones. And then I looked at it and I said, no, I'm not going to run those because it was uh, an advertisement for Colt 45, Lucky Strikes, and Terrorism. <laughs> I said, no. That's not no, the best one for the young crowd. Yeah. Not but, that kind of show. Yeah. But you're sitting over there with a Breaking Bad shirt on. so I Well, guess. that's true. I forgot <laughs> to change it. <laughs> How many volts are equal to one microvolt? A, one one millionth of a volt. B, one million, oh, one million volts. C, 1,000 volts. Or D, one one-thousandth of a volt. And back to the old trusty chart. It said micro, did it say micro? Yeah, I see it, microvolts. Micro, that's going to be right here. And that's going to be millionth. Okay, so I think we have our answer. Let's see, that's uh, the negative six. A, one one millionth of a volt. It's a microvolt. Said millionth right okay. here. All right, they're all over the place in the chat room. We could be using the buzzer. We got an A, a B, a D, and an E. Uh, well, let's just see, Tommy. Do we get to use the buzzer? No, we don't. The chart, The chart doesn't lie. When you can read it right. Yeah. That's that's the big if. Yeah. One microvolt is one one millionth of a volt. Yeah. That one was too easy. Well, it's right there on the chart, man. Well, yeah. Okay. They're all easy when you look at the cheat sheet, the chart. Yeah. Which of the following is equivalent to 500 milliwatts? A, 0 0.02 watts. B, 0.5 watts. C, 5 watts. Or D, 50 watts. This one's too easy. Well, right off the bat here, I'm going to say it's not A, because we're talking about a 5 in the so number So it should there. be something with a factor of 5. Somewhere. So what's equivalent to 500 milliwatts? Milli is thousandths, so that's to the negative third there. If we moved the decimal place to the left, three points there, that's going to tell me it's 0.5 watts, which is B. There's your answer. I'm going to say it's B. And that's what they're saying over in the room there. So there we go. Nice job of working that chart there, Professor Thomas. Thanks, Dean Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Although you should really be the professor with the flask on. Yeah, on chemistry professor. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's all the questions oh, for man, this week. It's just getting warmed up, too. Yep. And uh, as luck would have it, that's all the questions you're going to have like that on the exam. Oh, yeah? Yep. So we're into next month, we'll have something... Something different. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Not sure what it is, because it didn't look that far, but that's all but, the ones like be, this. But there'll be some, for sure. I sure hope I'm not lying, too, because I think that was all like this. Okay. But we'll find out. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, the slide says chat there, Tommy, and that means that let's, we'll spend let's a few turn minutes to the and chat see room. what's going on in there. Yep. Amateurlogic.tv slash chat. Okay. Any questions in the Tom, chat? That was a comment. Tommy should wear a bow tie for this show because bow ties are cool. Bow ties are cool, but I don't know who'd own one. You'd need a clip on. Yeah. And now for something completely Kelly different. Kelly says she uh -huh. wants to go through more questions. More questions? All right, Kelly, I'm going to pick out a random question here. What do you say? She wants more questions. More yeah. questions? Let me just pick out a random question here. I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to look in the book here. I'll read it out since we don't have a slide for this. This is this is one of the unused questions? This is an unused question. Oh, so here. you're getting a sneak peek into next month. Uh, maybe. Possibly. I don't know how far. It, it may not be next month. Maybe 
two months. I'm not sure, but it's one that will be coming up in the future. Oh boy, this is going to be a tough one too, but it's the first one I tune to. How does RF radiation differ from ionizing radiation, radioactivity? A, RF radiation does not have sufficient energy to cause genetic damage. B, RF radiation can only be detected with an RF dosimeter. C, RF radiation is limited in range to a few feet. Or D, RF radiation is perfectly safe. Wow. I think we could okay, use the Okay, Kelly, what's the answer? Yeah, Kelly, <laughs> what's the answer? <laughs> um, I, didn't, I didn't remember any of them being this hard on the technician exam, Tommy. It's not perfectly safe. So it's not D. It's not, and it's not limited to just a few feet. Yeah, or else the radios wouldn't work very good. <clears throat> and B was uh, a detected be with a dosimeter, which yeah. I think that's a Geiger counter, isn't it? I'm not sure if that's, yeah, it might be the I same. I think the answer is going to be A. RF radiation does not have sufficient energy to cause genetic damage. And, Tommy, you would be correct. Genetic damage. And that's what most of the folks are saying over in the chat room. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, I think one extra question's enough for this month, Tommy. Cause that yeah, was I don't a... know if I could do another <laughs> one of those. <laughs> no. All right, thanks for being here, y'all. 7-3, join us again next month. Around the end of the month, and Antrologic around the 15th. Don't have the exact date yet, but we'll yeah, be posting it. Yeah, watch the social media outlets, and we'll post a little bit ahead of time there. All right. 73, everybody. See you next month. Look right here at the end of this remote control. That's an infrared LED there. You got ghosts over there. Yeah, that was. This the, isn't even the Halloween episode. That was the spare pair of glasses. <clears throat> Say, if you increase that signal by 3 dB, this doesn't make sense, does it? Sure doesn't. So it doesn't really matter. Why don't you ask this one? Oh, that's the wrong question. Re that's a rerun. <laughs> Marty says, fun, fun, fun. Is that, is that that Autobahn song? The what? I don't know that one. Yeah. <laughs> Not that kind oh, of Oh, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> it just kind did of Did you just out. black out too? <laughs> yeah, I sure did. <laughs>